Hello, 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 and welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the Pixelated Sausage Show. Hi, 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 everybody. Oh, yeah, do I'm, of course, your host, Marcus Nez. Did I already say that? I literally just started this. We're not even a minute in. I already forgot if I said my name or not. But I'll say it again, even though I know I already said it at least once. I'm Marcus Nez. Hi. How y'all doing? If you've been listening for a good long while, you already know that. So why do I keep telling you that? Because there might be someone new, that's why. I've got a lot of games to talk about. A lot. I think the list might be nine? There are eight or nine games. Some would be real quick. I'm going to try to get through them all relatively quickly. Because I feel feel good. I feel like I know what I want to say about these games. And I'm not going to meander about and just talk in circles. But before we get to those games, the highlight... The headliner being Robocop, Rogue City. Spoilers, good game. Like it quite a bit. Funny realization. Funny realization. But I've been watching some stuff. I'm pretty much all caught up on all of my various, not backlogs, but what is it? Cues. All my streaming cues. So I decided to one i finished watching the librarians very enjoyable few stinkers in there but overall a really fun silly little little adventure show i'm a big fan of the movies i like noah wiley quite a bit i don't think he's done anything else outside of er so i can't really seek him in other stuff he's probably done i imagine he's probably done his fair share of hallmark channel rom-com holiday themed movies which I do not want to watch and will not watch as much as I love romantic comedies I'm not watching that stuff but I was curious about Warehouse 13 and if I had read the description prior to just getting the first season from the library and watching the first few episodes I would have been able to tell or would have I would have realized it's just the librarian. Is you gotta you gotta put that S at the end. But less fun and with a warehouse instead of a library. And one of the funnest things about that aspect, that similarity, is that when you go look in online about what people think about the two and how they stack up against each other. A lot of a lot of back and forth about which came first, who stole whose idea, even though it's not the most original idea in general. But in actuality, while the librarian's TV show came out four or five years after Warehouse 13, and maybe maybe it was less years, the movie, the, the first movie, because it was the movie trilogy that led to the Librarian's TV show. That came out four or five years prior to Warehouse 13. So really, the Librarians came first. It was just the Librarian. Without the... the, the, Without the S. But it's okay. I think I could potentially enjoy Warehouse 13 if I didn't just watch four seasons of the Librarians. So, not watching any more of that. And then I decided to give Invincible another shot, and I'm all caught up, which may make you think I really like it. I don't. I think it is very, very, very okay. It is the epitome of a shoulder shrug. It's fine. I really love the comic, but I read it back when it was coming out. I caught up with it and then was doing it weekly for a while. And I really liked it back then. My overall mehness on the TV show has me wondering if it's the adaptation that's just kind of fine, or if the story in general, the characters and all that, 
wouldn't quite work for me as well as they did back then because I loved Invincible when I was reading it week to week to week. I thought it was fantastic. Absolutely, easily. Kirksman's, Kirksman's, Kirkman's best work. Walking Dead what? It's all about Invincible. Well, the show is just the... I also watched the Adam Eve prequel one-off. Also fine. I do not like Walter Goggins voicing that character, whatever his name is. The, the, the character, their look, and his voice, they do not match at all. And I don't know if it's just that his voice doesn't match the character or if it's that I can't not see Walter Goggins and he looks nothing like this character. But it's fine. And then I tried watching Gen V. That's that's the letter, right? It's, it's V. But whatever, that boys not spin off the boys season four, but not the boys season four, but actually the boys season four, that show. And I lasted about 10 or 15 minutes into it before I had to stop. That is definitely a mood show for me. And potentially a mood I'll never be in because it feels very much like a show made for the TikTok generation, which is probably suiting given that it's called Gen V. And is that what Gen V is? Is Gen V the TikTok generation? I don't know what any of the generations are. All I know is that I'm a millennial. I'm pretty sure. Which I don't... I don't like any of these generations because they don't make sense. They're, they're cut off dates and all that. They, they fit too wide of a array of types of people. For instance, I remember a time pre-internet, pre-cell phones, pre-all that. And I'm in a generation that has plenty of people who don't. So that seems weird to me. But now I don't know what to watch. I don't know what to watch. But I know what to play. And that's games like Robocop, Rogue City, let me get up the the Google Keep little document with all the things. Yeah, Robo, 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 Robocop, Rogue City, The Smurfs 2, The Prisoner of the Green Stone, Slender, The Arrival, the remake. You got a remake. Then Nickelodeon All Star Brawl 2, DreamWorks All Star Kart Racing, Hero Survivor, Gindor. Kindor, Indoor Kickball, and Fusion Paradox. Whole hell of a lot of games. And we're starting with Robocop, of course. So, the funny thing about Robocop right off the bat was playing it after Terminator Resistance seemed mildly amusing. I just played this game based on this 80s action property, and now I'm playing another one and then about 10 minutes in I, I started thinking man this this UI both the in-game UI and the menus they remind me a lot of Terminator Resistance who who made this Robocop game what's the developer looked up at the developer I don't remember the name of them but then I clicked through it's a fucking same developer so that just tickled me a little bit. But I've played three or so hours, maybe a little more. Then that I went through the first, I went through the tutorial mission and then through the entire first chapter or so where you have your specific main objective and then you can go off and do a bunch of side objectives and stuff of that nature. And I really like it. I like it more than Terminator Resistance. It does what I think 
or, or one of the things that I thought while playing Terminator Resistance that made me question that game's entire existence, which is why am I playing as a resistance fighter when it would be so much more fun to play as a forget about that goddamn alarm. When it would be way more fun to shut up, watch, shut your damn mouth. Why does it go off so freaking long? There, it's over. But I remember playing Terminator Resistance thinking to myself, why why am I not just playing as a Terminator? Wouldn't that be more fun? Who really wants to play this story? But it was still an enjoyable game. It was well made. It was a fun little game. But here you get to play as Robocop. Because, of course, in a Robocop game, you're going to play as a Robocop. As a Robocop. You're going to play as Robocop. You're not going to play as fucking Lewis. Though I kind of wouldn't mind seeing what that game would be. Because that would be a fucking weird ass game. I'm going to play as Lewis. I won't play as Lewis. She's a terrible actress. I don't like her. <laughs> but I like this more because you're playing as Robocop so you're playing as a badass and that is what the game excels at is making you feel like a badass and to that point I would highly recommend putting the game down on the easiest difficulty right off the bat because it's not a first person shooter about challenging yourself it's a first person shooter game about blowing the shit out of all of these hoodlums, seeing particle effects scatter across the screen, exploding limbs, exploding heads, explosions, 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 and just having a fun-ass time. It is a game of two parts, the first-person shooting parts, and then a lot of menial cop work, which is going to be a mileage may vary for people and, and how much you enjoy that stuff. But you can also just ignore that stuff and main path it, follow the main objectives and just do that and make it a much shorter experience for yourself. But I am someone who likes to go and do everything and that's what I was doing. So I was doing a lot of back and forth cop jobs of talking to this person then talking to that person investigating this area which is not much of an investigation the the investigations when you're doing all that kind of stuff it's just you going into your little Robocop vision and staring at the things that are clearly highlighted for you to stare at you look at them for about two three seconds oh okay there I got some evidence you stare at some other shit oh alright more evidence and then eventually you'll you'll have enough evidence to go talk to someone else or search some new area. And there's a lot of back and forth in, in that stuff. And that, of course, is not going to be fun for some people. But you don't have to do it. The main objectives are the main objectives. With the main objectives, you may have to do a little bit of investigating. But a lot of it is just shooty, shooty, shooty. And the shooting stuff feels really, really good. I love the fact that your pistol is the only weapon you really need to use. You can pick up weapons and use them, which is kind of weird. Mostly because it's weird seeing Robocop reload an assault rifle. There's something about that animation that seems less robotic. But his pistol, unlimited ammunition... Super powerful. You get to play around with upgrades after you finish the first chapter. Very, very fun. And the shooting bits, what I like about them, in addition to the gunplay just feeling good, is that the feedback is also really good that you you get from shooting enemies. There's a lot of ridiculous physics, over-the-top physics at play. So you'll see... Enemies getting blown way back and interacting with the environment, fl- uh, flipping over objects. If you shoot somebody who's on a second floor over by a railing, you shoot them, they'll fall over the railing, fall down, shooting off limbs. And if, if you blast them with enough explosive 
oomph. Their limbs would go flying and they could hit the ceiling, then flop down, hit the top of a car, roll off the car. And there's a lot of fun there. And it reminds me of your classic no point in shooting down your iron sights. There's no point in iron sighting games like Painkiller and stuff of that nature where you're just blasting away enemies and there's a lot of silly, ridiculous physics that make it uh, makes it extra satisfying. So the shooting feels really, really good. You can grab enemies, you can grab objects. The particle effects are very nice to look at and really give the 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 shooting an extra bit of style kind of reminiscent to of John Woo movies and I also would say I'm playing Xbox Series X there is a quality mode and a performance mode quality mode immediately throw that out the window it fucking runs like dog shit the performance mode runs overall pretty well but it does pick up here and there and there are some drops and some some performance woes but overall very very playable the quality mode was awful would not recommend that at all but it still looks good on performance mode and it feels good so that is what i recommend and i don't recommend it in a this is the preferred way but this is i would say the only way to play it currently hopefully they optimize it a bit better both both versions both modes performance and quality mode in in future updates but you can grab enemies throw them around grab objects throw that shit around and it's all fun it's all fun the story and all that kind of stuff solid solid Robocop action solid voice acting Got a little skill tree to deal with. But I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it so far. One of my favorite games of the year. But I haven't played that many 2023 games. But just play it on easy and enjoy being Robocop. Is that that's what that's what the game's for. It's for that wish fulfillment. And it does a really good job of it. There's no new game plus, sadly. But you can not to farm XP or anything, but the game does autosave at the beginning of every mission. So you can replay missions, which is nice, but you won't get your upgrades or anything like that. So there's a limit to that. Hopefully, I, I would really like to see them add a new game plus or something in a future update so that you can go through the game again fully upgraded. There's some interesting upgrades I haven't played around with yet because I, I wanted to focus on my health and stuff. There's some stuff I think you could slow down time, some electric shock type things. and Fun game. Fun game. Whether you like Robocop or not, because I'm not, a, I'm not a huge Robocop fan. I think Robocop is fine, but I'm not a diehard Ro- Robocop fan. But that's Robocop Rogue City. Next up is The Smurfs 2, The Prisoner of the Green Stone. This is the sequel to The Smurfs Mission Relief, which I played for Attack the Backlog a few months or so ago. If you watched that episode, you probably got nothing out of it because I, I, I committed to replacing a lot of words with Smurf. And so while I think think and people have attested to being able to still understand the general idea of how I felt about the game and everything and I have talked about how much I enjoy the game in other areas and other places and other shows like this probably whatever I don't even know where I was going with that the Smurfs 2 though God, it's, it's such a mouthful though the prisoner of the greenstone it is just more of the same for the most part. And that is a very good thing. It looks great. It 
plays well, runs well, feels great. They replace the vacuum, your little vacuum that you could also shoot out heal a little like a healing aura with. They replace that with a more traditional gun that you shoot out. I think it's some kind of food concoction. But it works relatively the same. And you have a vacuum thing to suck up things, but you're you're removing this mucky green crystal stuff from the environment. It, it feels like combat is a bit more of a significant part of the game than in Mission Relief from my memory where you have your shooting sections. And the shooting feels all right. It It's not great. I wouldn't go and say, oh, this is a, one of the best third-person shooters I've ever played. But when you're asked to shoot a bunch of enemies when you end up in these arena-type spaces and you get a, a small wave of enemies... It feels surprisingly good. But they've tweaked a few things. They removed your pack and, and that being the way you boost around the environment and now allow you to just sprint freely, no stamina, and you could dash as much as you want. No worrying about some kind of meter, so that's nice. And just... It fucking... It, it's a great... Third-person 3D action platformer. The first game, Mission Relief, was great. This is just more of that with a few tweaks that make it a little bit better. I've got way more to play and the story. Who who gives a shit? You're working with Gargamel, Gargamesh, whatever the hell his stupid-ass name is. Because some fucking... I don't know, some creature came and took the green stone that he had because he wanted to do some shit with it. Who cares? You don't need to give a shit about the Smurfs to enjoy this game. I don't. As far as the story and all that kind of stuff is concerned, I enjoy it just because of the charming nature of it, the quality of the voice acting, which is really good, and the commitment to the Smurf's nature of stuff, of, of replacing random words with Smurf, of committing to rhymes, specifically when the narrator is telling you about the story in, in between levels and stuff. And then that's all great. I love it. I love it. The only thing that sucks is who knows this game even came out? I didn't even know. And I was excited about it when it was first announced. I've been excited about it knowing that it existed. And I didn't even realize it came out. And then I got a code for it. And I was like, oh, shit. It's out. And it's great. But I would recommend if you haven't already played the first game, pick that game up first. Not that there's any important story thing you have to get or anything of that nature. But just it goes on sale pretty regularly. It'll probably go on sale during the fall sales coming up in the next few weeks to pick that up play that, enjoy it then check out the Smurfs too you're welcome don't bother with that Trolls game from last week then Slender the Arrival the remake I didn't play too much of this because I'm a big old baby but I was curious about this because when I got the first email about its existence I was one surprised that it was being remade and then two surprised by what I was seeing in terms of it being way more of a significant remake than I was expecting it's not just a kind of cleaning up it's a it's a pretty significant facelift to the point where when I was playing it I was thinking to myself man I wish this wasn't a cheap horror jump scare game because this looks pretty damn good and I, I like this is a pretty force I just want to explore this force why does this fucking slender man have to be after me that's what it is it's, it's a game for people who enjoy the cheap scares of exploring 
and jump scaring because that's what it is. It, you have your little prologue that gives you a little bit of story, and then the the first level after that is the eight pages thing that was first introduced in the original. I think it was a free little downloadable thing where you're searching for these pages, and as you collect more and more pages, the audio starts kicking in more and more, and the the potential of Mr. Slender catching up to you and then getting all up in your face increases and increases. And I don't like that shit. There's no safe mode. There is a difficulty option, but that doesn't that's not the same as a safe mode as having a safe mode, which I understand in this case because I don't the whole point of the game is the jump scare and all that kind of jazz, whereas a game like Soma is very more, very much a more narrative-driven. So having a safe mode in that game makes sense. Having a safe mode in this seems like what? What's the point? Just like with the uh, Five Nights at Freddy's games, if there was a safe mode in those games, what would be the point here? Yeah, play safe. <laughs> I would actually love to play a Five Nights at Freddy with a safe mode where it's just unlimited power or the doors are just always closed all right and then the the fucking animatronics they end up at the windows and they're just like you gonna open the door buddy hi they just tap at the window it'd be funny if they just made a version of the game that was like that and designed to make fun of that but what what would the point of that be and that that's you know if you're a fan of those types of horror games, though, where it's just about av- avoiding getting caught while having to do some kind of simple task, then check out this remake because it's quite it's quite the remake, I, I'd say. But it it that it is just that. I think there's some new content, but not. I don't think there's a whole bunch of new content. But it, it looks really, really nice and plays well, runs well. I think the visual upgrade has done a lot to add to the atmosphere and mood and all that. So good on them. Good on them. They took a game that originally I thought was kind of whatever. And I still think from a gameplay standpoint, it's it's whatever. But from a polish standpoint, it's nice upgrade. Then, Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl 2. Seen a lot of praise for this game. But I, I am in the camp that it's... In terms of the polish and all that, looks looks really good. It's got the voice acting, which I think the first game didn't have. That's nice. It has this really interesting roguelite campaign mode, which I'm a big fan of. I think it, it works well. You go on runs, you do that to unlock characters, which you can then take on future runs, unlock little bonuses for your character in the campaign, like multiple jumps. Instead of just a double jump, you can have a triple, quadruple jump. That's that's cool. But I don't like the way it plays, and I don't like the way it plays because it has a specific control scheme. There's no way to remap the buttons, and I fucking hate it. Why is I'm playing on Xbox. Why is the Y button jump? Why is your jump and then A and B are your heavy and light attacks or your whatever, your main, your two main attacks? I don't. So, you know, you're free to do whatever you want with controls and maybe, maybe that's how it works for Smash. I don't know. I'm not a huge Smash fan either. Outside of the soundtrack, that's what I love about. Smash Ultimate, but I like Smash Ultimate more. I think I think it's more enjoyable than this. It feels better. The the, the main benefit of Nickelodeon's also brawling other similar games is that they're multi-platform. But for me, as far as I'm concerned, if you have a jump, you map it to the A button, or on the the PlayStation it would be the X button, or you map it to 
uh, one of the triggers, but I think mostly when they're it's mapped to the trigger, it's usually the left trigger. That's it. I don't want this Y for jump shit. No. A button. Let me remap the fucking thing. And I could probably do that at the system level. I'm not making a fucking custom control scheme at the system level for fucking Nickelodeon All-Star. Put the option in the game. Let me remap the fucking controls. Without that, because I played it for an hour, maybe two, somewhere in that range, and I was still just accidentally present. I did not like the way... I I just did not like the, the fucking controls for this game which is too bad but if that doesn't bother you you'll probably like it it's a very very particular thing there a very very specific thing to me but the surprising the most surprising game of all of these games is DreamWorks All-Star Kart Racing I really like this game it feels really good it looks great. I think there's a lot of color and fun to all of the levels. The shortcut system is interesting. It's, it's more visually interesting than gameplay-wise interesting in that instead of having shortcuts you have to discover in the track design, in the levels, the the tracks will have these Liars, musical liars, L Y R E. They're like fucking harp looking lutes. They have those that you drive through, and then that'll reveal a short little section with a, that ends in a ramp that'll get you to another liar, and then another liar. I, I think there are three per shortcut. And it just has a really striking visual associated with them because they reveal this rainbow road that ends in the ramp and it looks really good there's just so much color in the the various tracks and it looks looks really really good and despite the character profile images having this ugly low poly cell shaded look to them the actual in-game character models look great and given that it's a DreamWorks thing, there's a there aren't many DreamWorks things. I was wondering how what the hell are they gonna fill this game with? And you've got a whole bunch of Shrek characters, a whole bunch of Kung Fu Panda characters, you got Boss Baby and Boss Lady. I don't <laughs> Okay, I, I didn't even realize there was a DreamWorks property. You got some How to Train Your Dragon stuff. And then Megamind. <laughs> oh, yeah, and some Madagascar characters. But who cares? That doesn't freaking matter. And then the gameplay feels pretty good. The, the power-ups and all that jazz aren't super great. And there's some weird animation quirks there. But what... I love most about the way it plays is that for the first time in a kart racer, I think the drifting feels fantastic because you can fight against it in a significant way or go with it, making it a lot easier to control your drift around turns. And if you, you so you can, you can correct things if you're maybe under drifting or over drifting. And I think that aspect of it feels really, really good. I have never been good at drifting in kart racers. But in here, I could drift around every corner and get boosts like crazy. And because of that, I was I was doing very, very well. It, 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 it ended up being very easy for me. But uh, I I really, really like it. The only problem is, who is the game for? There's so many car racers out there, and if you're a fan of car racing, you probably already have Mario Kart. 
I'm not a fan of Mario Kart. I wish I was because the amount of support they've given that game, incredible. The number of tracks they now have in that game, ridiculous. And it has a thriving online community. It's, it's got everything you want if you like it. And maybe maybe, maybe I should give another shot. Because uh, I didn't play that much of it. It's just, I bounced off it quickly. That could be an attack the backlog thing. But... The the problem with the DreamWorks things is that, okay, if you're a fan of DreamWorks properties, sure, yeah. I don't think you have to be. But if you're not, why are you playing this over Mario Kart or Crash Team Racing or other things? You you one, you have to if you if you want to play multiplayer, you're gonna have to have some local friends because the online is fucking dead. Am I surprised by that? No. It just came out, so maybe it'll find an audience. I didn't see it. There, there's never any notification about crossplay or anything like that, so I don't know if that's a thing. If it's not, it should be a thing. It should be a thing with every game. But that that's going to be a bit of a knock against it. But ignoring that, I think it's a super solid kart racer with great drifting, great visuals, Kind of dull track design in part because the shortcut system is tied to these things that aren't. You're, they're, they're just short. It's a shortcut system. It's not a hidden area system or anything. There's no. There's no real secrets to be found. And usually the, the collectibles on tracks are at the end of a shortcut. The the sound likes too. Hey. <laughs> The sound alikes are all over the fucking place in terms of their their closeness to the, the actual voice actors and their voices. And in some cases, it doesn't really matter. Fucking Tigress doesn't sound like Angelina Jolie, but what does Angelina Jolie really sound like? Does it really matter? No, who gives a shit? Fiona sounds pretty close, but also Cameron Diaz, does she have a distinct voice? Uh, who fucking cares? Shrek? Shrek sounds like a fucking Shrek sounds way too posh It's weird Then Donkey sounds sometimes very close And then sometimes There's something wrong with you uh, Puss in Boots sounds great Because it's such a generic whatever Voice that I thought Antonio Banderas was doing the voice of some I remember there was some kind of like Drug ad that used that voice and I was like that's just fucking puss in boots it just seems that's an easy voice to do that's all good but they're all over the place but that is again DreamWorks all star kart racing pretty cool Hero Survival is a vampire survivors like where it, it it's weapon based in that you, over the course of your runs, you will obtain multiple weapons and you could attach them to your four corners around your character. And it's just, it's a, it's a Vampire Survivors like, instead of it being one long run, the runs work off of a timer. So you're working off of rounds essentially and the timer grows longer and longer and longer so you have to survive longer longer and longer between rounds and the enemies will start coming at you in larger numbers of course so the, the difficulty increases but you get to pick some kind of perk a brand new weapon a brand new modifier after each round and you also level up and get some perks that may last only that single round or through your entire run that's alright it's got a bright colorful vibrant contrast heavy aesthetic large strokes around the characters big old borders and all that outlines that is and it's it's okay but it doesn't really do anything super special and I'm not I found that a lot of these vampire survivors likes are just 
it's not my genre exactly. I found the fun in Vampire Survivors, and part of it was realizing that there was eventually a way to make it a lot faster because that's one of the things I don't like about the games. They're just really, really slow. I just feel like I'm wasting time, but you can pick up the speed in, in Vampire Survivors, and that makes it a lot, lot better. The one thing I like, though, is that when enemies sometimes drop coins or whatever, of course, you can pick them up by walking over them. But as you add more and more weapons, typically guns, but you get, there are some melee weapons in all your four corners. Those, of course, obscure your uh, obstruct your 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 vision of the your the, the playing field. They, they're in the way and they can you know make it hard to see certain things. So walking over a coin or something of that nature could be more difficult, uh, more difficult when you have four guns in each of the corners or a gun in each corner. But to make up for that, you can walk over a coin to pick it up, of course. But if you move over the coin with one of the guns, that also collects it. So I like that they thought that out and that that works that way. Just wanted to put that out there because I think that was a nice thing to to realize in in designing it. Indoor kickball. I don't know if this is how kickball works. In one, you, you just have a, a franchise campaign mode and a one v one mode, and that's how the kickball works. It's one v one. But it's it's really weird. I don't understand if this. I don't know if this is how the rules work. And there's some weird things going on because of the way it's designed, with the one v one nature. I don't think you have any control over the ghost because if if you get a hit, and you end up on base, being that it's one v one, then a ghost takes your place. Uh, it becomes a ghost runner, and I couldn't. There didn't seem to be any control over that. But the way it works is that if you're pitching, you just you throw the ball. Everything there are no there are no balls, no strikes, none of that shit. You just have to end up, eventually kick the ball. You end up in this stupid loop. But to get someone out, you either have to tag them with the ball, or throw the ball at them and hit them with the ball, or if you catch the ball, they'll be out. Or you can you can force someone out if you somebody kicks the ball near second base, for instance, and you're right there. You pick it up and you tag second base before the the runner at first reaches second. It, it it's just it it feels weird, but also the ghost system breaks it, breaks it in that, like I just said. You can you can make someone out, you can tag someone out or whatever by throwing the ball at them and hitting them with it. I don't know if it's bugged out, broken, or what. You can't throw the ball at a ghost runner. It'll just go through them because they're a ghost. And it doesn't acknowledge that he threw it at them. So you can't make the <coughs> can't make them out that way. That sucks. If you are the if you're on offense and you kick the ball and it bounces off the walls in these small little environments and it hits you, but it just hits you off of a ricochet. The the defense didn't pick up the ball and throw it at you or do anything, didn't touch it or anything, you're out. So if you get hit with the ball, even if the defense didn't do shit, that counts as out. Is that how it works? That seems weird. <laughs> oh my god. It's just not fun. It's not fun. Ow. But it got me thinking. The kickball. That's the same thing as a dodgeball, right? So is a dodgeball a kickball that you throw at each other? Or is a kickball a dodgeball that you kick? Or are they both just rubber balls that you kick or throw at each other? I don't know. I don't know. And then the last one is Fusion Paradox, which is 
interesting little roguelite twin six shooter where you're moving from room to room to room in a very traditional type of rogue setup where the gimmick is you have the ability to switch between two different colors and in some cases you'll have to switch to a certain color to attack certain enemies otherwise they'll be more essentially ghosts that your projectiles will just go through so it's very reminiscent of Ikaruga or Outland. And it's a cool idea. And there are puzzle rooms that you can find if there'll be some statue in an area. And then you have to find the rune, shoot it, and then you go to these puzzle rooms that utilize this mechanic and utilize it in a way where you can't actively freely switch between the colors and you can't fire your weapon. And you have to go through specific gateways that'll switch your color for you, move objects, and, and do some light puzzling, which I appreciated that they even put them, them in there. Not super challenging, but it's a nice little change of pace from all of the shooting. So I think, I think there's some good ideas here. I like the whole color changing mechanic. I think that's fun. I wish more games did that because I really liked Outland, like Ikaruga. And it's got a solid, if uninspired, roguelite setup with the room-based thing in the, in the vein of stuff like Binding of Isaac or any of those more dungeon-crawly roguelites specifically with a kind of isometric uh, camera angle. The problem is, it's just not super fun to play. The shooting is okay, but it's barely okay. So, it has some good ideas. Doesn't look that great. Pretty little poly, jaggy look to it. And it's just, it's, they, they need to up the fun factor. But I, I look at it and I think to myself, there's something here. There's something here. And if they polish it up, maybe throw in some more unique new ideas, a Fusion Paradox 2 could be a really, really good time. But Fusion Paradox, it's just okay. It's fine. It's fine. It's over. It's okay. It's okay. It's a game that if you if you ended up playing it for whatever if it was on Game Pass, for instance, I'd say, yeah, give it a check it out. If it's if it's on sale for pretty cheap, I'd also say, yeah, 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 check it out. But this year, with the sheer glut, gluttony of, of shit to play, just, it's just there's no time. There's no time for anything. So unless you really stand out, it's, it's, a, it's a rough year. This is a rough year. But that is it. That's that's all the games. That's everything. So that will do it for this episode of the Pixelated Sausage Show. I am, of course, your host, once again, Marcus Ness. Y'all can find me pretty much everywhere at PX Sausage. If you enjoy this year's show or any of the stuff I do and what have you, you can go over to Pixelated Sausage. No, you go over to what? Patreon.com slash PXS and support me and my nonsense over there. There's again, Patreon.com slash PXS. Brand new episode of Attack the Backlog went up this past Sunday for Paratopic. Check it out. Cool little game. It was a last minute choice because I knew it was a shorty and I needed that but I'm I keep saying this forever. I really, you know, more more likely than anything, next. Uh, every, let's just let's just say, I'm feeling like you know things are going to start to get back on track. Let's just fucking say, the rest of this year is a wash. Who knows how anything's going to play out? But 2024, that's that's when it's all going to start. That's when things are going to come up Millhouse, whatever the fuck you say, but. Again, 
you like my crap or whatever and you want to support me my nonsense patreon.com slash pxs get some exclusive bonuses which uh, future I, I, I want, I'm gonna do some private streams some dumb streams I want to do some stupid tier list making kind of crap and who knows might stream some Robocop and just do a little hangout stream or me playing fucking walking zombie too which is going to take forever to get those gosh darn achievements but in addition to Patreon and all that jazz, you can also get links to all of my stuff, including the site, the YouTube, Discord, everything that you could possibly want to link to over at pxsausage.com, including the Patreon. There's a link for it there as well. That is, again, pxsausage.com. But that is it. That is all. As always, thank you for watching or listening. I Hope you enjoy this here episode, and I hope you have both a wonderful rest of your day, a lovely rest of your week, and a wonderful weekend. But for now, adios, arrivederci, bye!